What nation is the world's worst persecutor of Christians? Who's second and third? We'll talk with Al Jansen from Open Doors International. Also today is the Potomac primary. How will voters in Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. affect the presidential race? And no matter who is elected president, you can make a difference on the issues you care about. We'll tell you how. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. It's going to be especially hard following George Bush and Dick Cheney. There is going to be so much damage to repair. All right, that's Hillary Clinton. Of course, she's running for president and uh, already assuming it's going to be her. But in fact, she is behind and she is losing ground. We're going to talk about it. And she's losing ground to this man, Barack Obama. Lately, Senator Clinton says, well, you got to like me because I've been, I've been around a long time so I can go after the Republicans. You know, I'm tough. Well, let me tell you something. I may be skinny, but I'm tough, too. <laughs> and he's also winning. He's winning in the running race. He's winning in the delegate race. He's winning in terms of uh, the momentum and the television coverage right now. That's Barack Obama. In just a minute, I'm going to rank Obama, Clinton, McCain, and Huckabee from left to right on several issues. And here's the question for you in the first segment. Obama is very persuasive and winsome and charismatic. And many younger people uh, particularly want young callers to phone in. Many young people are caught up in this excitement over Barack Obama, a new tone. How important is that to you over and against issues like the sanctity of human life, abortion, or the sanctity of marriage? We want you to call in. The number is 800-881-9270. Obama is surging, most likely going to be the Democrat nominee. How important is it? Style over the substance of issues like abortion and homosexual marriage. We want you to call in 800-881-9270. We'll talk about it right now. But, Penna, what else is up today? Well, it's very interesting. Today is the Potomac primaries in uh, Maryland, Virginia, and D.C., and uh, Obama is projected to win, though. So that's that's kind of uh, amazing to think that uh, Hillary would sound so confident. She is banking on Ohio and Texas. We're going to talk about all of that. But also we'll discuss the persecuted church, Al Jansen from Open Doors International, will join us to talk about the world's worst 
persecutors of Christians. And we're going to tell you which country tops Open Doors 2008 World Watch list. Now, here's a hint. This country has been at the top of the list for six years now. It's also uh, still not too late to sign up for this weekend's conservative activist training. You can learn how to make a difference at the grassroots level. From the top pro-family leaders in Texas, we're going to tell you about the big issues facing the state, how you can get involved later in the program. Okay, well, let's go back to what's happening today, a primary in Virginia, Maryland, and the District of Columbia. And here's the man to beat now on the Democrat side, maybe in the whole election, Barack Obama. Very popular. Here he is in Maryland campaigning today. In the rallies, I'm shaking hands, and suddenly somebody will whisper to me, hey, Barack, I'm a Republican. But I support you. <laughs> and I say, thank you. <laughs> Why are they whispering? Now, this man is taking the country by storm, and uh, he is wowing the women out there. I read an article today about women screaming out like they did for Elvis and the Beatles. What's going on here? And the reporters are all gaga over this guy, too. And uh, here's my question for you. He is very charismatic. He's very, he's visionary. Uh, the rhetoric is soaring, the oratory, and uh, it's moving the crowd. You've got Oprah as a prop, and all the elements are there. But, and this man is promising a new tone. He's promising unity, not division. Um, the politics of hope. He talks about the audacity of hope. And here's my question to you, especially young people. How important is this to you, contrasted to Obama's position on abortion, Obama's position on homosexual marriage, uh, the, the signature issues for the conservative evangelical community? What do you think of it? The number is 800-881-9270. we got Jason on, uh, Larry on the line from Fort Worth. Larry, thank you for calling. How do you weigh this new rhetoric, this new hope, this new tone over and against issues like abortion and homosexual marriage? You, know, like, uh, you got to remember that uh, you're talking about Obama, and if you compare, you're talking about charismatic and all that good stuff that he is, well, so is Osama bin Laden. And uh, if uh, Obama were to get elected, you've got Obama bin Laden, and he'll be waving a white flag, and you'll have the Taliban in your backyard. Well, you're right. Uh, Hitler was charismatic, um, and I'm not equating at all. Nobody misquote me out there. I'm not equating Obama with Hitler. But uh, being charismatic is um, not the essential qualification for public office from the Christian worldview. Where do you stand on the issues? And so, again, this is the extreme, but Adolf Hitler was able to work up a crowd. And there's no doubt about that. The women were swooning, and he had the PR campaign. I mean, he had the propaganda thing down and the pride of the country thing. He had that down, but they were killing millions of Jews in the ovens on the side. And here's the the issue. Uh, This man... I said I was going to rank these candidates, Pena. Uh, Obama is on the far left in this field now. He's so far left on abortion. You noted earlier, what was his position as a senator in Illinois on uh, partial birth, uh, not partial birth abortion, but actually infants born 
um, surviving abortions. Well, there was a big issue uh, that was really put forward by a nurse named Jill Stanick, who uh, some of you have heard interviewed before, uh, in a hospital in Chicago where babies were being aborted, but then they, the abortion wasn't successful, so they were born. And so then uh, there was a bill introduced that these babies should get health care, you know, life-saving treatment, and Obama voted against that bill. So that's how pro-abortion and anti-life he is. And I might mention there's a magazine called The National Journal Journal, which rated uh, Barack Obama the most liberal senator in the United States Senate. So he's purposefully vague in his campaign right now. He's going to have to get down to the issues probably later, but he may be the nominee before that happens. All right, here's Oprah Winfrey saying she's certainly inspired. I've been inspired. I've been inspired to believe that a new vision is possible for America. Inspired to believe in a vision. How important is that rhetoric, that emotion, over and against the sanctity of innocent human life? Jason on the line from Denton. Jason, what do you think? Uh, hello, can, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm a 23-year-old uh, Southern Baptist, um, and I, I think clearly most Americans understand that there's a problem with partisan politics, um, but the issues are what's key. And so, yes, Obama's a great speaker. But the key is, I think Mike Huckabee is the clear choice for evangelicals. Some people say, well, he can't win. I, I think he can win, and I'm going to vote for him because he stands with me on abortion and on same-sex marriage and, same-sex marriage and things like that. Those are the key issues that matter to evangelicals. It doesn't matter if you can get us hyped up, but what do you really stand for? And so I, I stand firm with Mike Huckabee. I think he's the clear choice for well-thinking Christians in this nation. Hey, thanks, Jason, for that call. We've had uh, Governor Huckabee on here three times on this show, and I expect we'll have him again when we come around to the Texas primary. But, uh, you know, even if he doesn't win the nomination, if he comes close and wins big states like Texas, it sends a signal to the party. It sends a signal to McCain, and there is merit in voting for him at this stage in the primary. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, Mike Huckabee should get out now so that the Republicans can solidify behind John McCain. But you don't really hear John McCain saying that. In fact, he's saying some of his uh, campaign workers are saying, well, uh, it gives John McCain time to raise money. It gives him time to become a better candidate. I think that uh, as long as there is a big voice out there from pro-life, pro-family Americans across Texas, uh, it will, and other places where there are primaries, it will show McCain how important the social conservatives still are to the conservative movement. All right, we want to know what you think, the style, the soaring rhetoric of Obama versus the substance of his opinion on marriage, on abortion. We've got Scott on the line from Dallas. Scott, what's your view? You just words out of my mouth. That describes the problem with America. We are a nation of style and not substance. We are captured by this, you know, rhetoric, as you say, rather than the real issues. And here's something that's really telling. I did research on abortion statistics. You know, we're wondering, well, why doesn't Mike Huckabee or conservatives get most of the votes? Well, if you look, 43% of the women who've had an abortion, uh, I think it was in 2005, claim to be evangelical Christians. And in addition to that, another 27% of the women who claim, who have had abortions in 2005, uh, claim to be Catholic. So 70% of the women that had an abortion claim to be Christians. And we wonder why a guy like Michael Huckabee 
is not the evangelical vote. <laughs> well, Scott, I think that's very interesting because, in principle, evangelicals say they're pro-life, but uh, when it comes down to voting, they may vote the way they've acted, and that is they've been to these clinics, many of them, and they, they've somehow justified doing it, doing that abortion, they somehow justify voting for this man. I think that's a very interesting observation. Would you vote different than you live? It sounds like maybe they're not going to vote different uh, than they live. Gabby on the line from Grand Prairie. Gabby, we're asking uh, how you contrast Obama's popularity, soaring rhetoric, visionary hope message versus his position on homosexual marriage, his position on abortion. What do you think? Well, as a young African-American Christian couple, it's very um, exciting for us to see um, an African-American man who yes. could possibly be president. Yes. So it's difficult for us to make a decision because we do not support abortion and we are for the sanctity of marriage. But at the same time, we our pocketbooks are hurting. Our pocketbooks are hurting because um, the economy is so bad and we're tired of being sad when we see the news about people's fathers and sons being killed in war, and I think that that has a lot to do with our stance right now, you know, going back and forth, because those issues, we voted our values in the last election, but it doesn't seem like anything good happened from that. So we have a lot, um, that's a lot that's causing us to sway back and forth. Do you think a candidate like Barack Obama would actually improve the economy? I don't know. It just seems like a change. We want a change. It's a pretty general word, though, that word change. Well, I mean, we would like a change for the better, and it seems like we don't want more of the same, you know. Thanks so much, Gabby, for that call. Well, I want to say I think you did right last time voting your values, and actually you got Chief Justice Roberts, you got Sam Alito on that Supreme Court, and that is a huge difference for the pro-life cause compared to what we would have had had we voted something else. Quickly, we go to Jessica in Arlington. Jessica, we got about 30 seconds. What's your view? I was just going to say that... uh I've read Barack Obama's book, and I am definitely, I understand his rhetoric, but um, I'm going to vote with my values for um, hopefully Mike Huckabee, and uh, if he doesn't get the president nomination, I really do hope he'll be considered for a vice president, because I think um, God can change the heart of McCain on some of his points of view, and um, I just think our values have to be what we stand on. Thank you so much. Well... That's a good word from Jessica. I like to hear that. Mm-hmm. Well, on the far left, you got Obama supporting infanticide. Just to the right of that, you have Hillary, who promises a litmus test on Supreme Court justices. They must uphold Roe versus Wade. It'll be an out in the open litmus test. To the right of that, you've got McCain, who says he's pro-life, who will appoint constrictionist, constitutionalist judges, strict constructionist, that is. To the right of that, you've got Mike Huckabee, who is pledging to support a constitutional amendment to protect unborn children. McCain will not do that. From left to right, it's Huckabee on the pro-life issue. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. 
Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. He loved his country, but never engaged in politics. So why was he kidnapped and so brutally murdered? Is it because he fought for freedom of religion in Iran? A cry from Iran. Bishop Heikhoff Sepian's story, directed by his sons. He did not use violence. He did not spread violence. He was against violence and was protecting the innocent. That's how he was willing to die. That's what martyrdom is. A cry from Iran. All right, President Bush said after 9-11 that Iran was part of an axis of evil today. Israel's prime minister said that Iran's nuclear program is moving forward. They're trying to get an atomic weapon. But today we're really talking another about another aspect of this uh, country, which is part of the axis of evil, and that is... They are persecuting Christians in Iran, and that trailer was from the movie A Cry from Iran. It's a resource available from Open Doors International. We want to talk right now about the plight of the persecuted church. There are Christians suffering all over the world. Our guest is Al Jensen. He's writer-in-resident and director of communications for Open Doors International. Al, welcome to the program. Good to be with you, Jerry. Al, let me ask you this question. Who is the number one offender today when it comes to persecuting Christians? And what would life be like for a Christian in that country? Well, Jerry, the number one persecutor for the sixth straight year, uh, according to the World Watch List, which we've been compiling now for more than a decade, uh, is the country of North Korea. And uh, it is so severe that it's actually very, very hard for us to get uh, accurate information, but among 20 million people living there, there are between 200,000 and 400,000 Christians, and they have absolutely no rights whatsoever uh, if they even attempt to publicly display their faith or gather in a some group in a small group to worship together. And they're discovered; they're going to be hauled off to a. Uh, uh, prison camp, a labor camp from which few people ever escape alive. So uh, it's a very, very, uh, it's a very, very tough place to live as a Christian. And let's go to the number two country. I look on your list; it's Saudi Arabia. That's right. And this is a supposed ally of the United States. Do you think? Uh, tell us what it's like for Christians in Saudi Arabia. And are there things the U.S. government ought to be doing? I mean, no, this is not a political issue, but. If well, it should be a political but, issue, but, don't you think? Well, that's what I'm, I am going to ask you. I mean, there's, there's a reason for the church to pray and to, and right. to support spiritually, but shouldn't America be putting some pressure on this government um, to, to back off? 
Well, Jerry, uh, I think we haven't been very bold in uh, attempting to to give to to allow religious freedom rights in Saudi Arabia like we allow them here. Uh, a few a few decades ago, um, uh, a brave person uh, talked to President Eisenhower and said, "You're going to allow the Afghan uh, government to build a mosque here in Washington. Why don't you demand?" Uh, that uh, church be allowed to be built in Kabul, and it was. It didn't last very long, but uh, we've never even attempted that with uh, Saudi Arabia. Why can't we <laughs> have the right to for Christians to, to worship just like any Saudis coming here? They can build a mosque, they can worship any way they want to. But those rights do not exist in Saudi Arabia. You can't even bring in Bibles, you can't talk about your faith, you can't meet together for worship. Uh, there is no religious freedom whatsoever in Saudi Arabia. Al Jansen is our guest, and uh, he is with Open Doors International. He also co-wrote with Brother Andrew uh, a book called Secret Believers, What Happens When Muslims Believe in Christ. And Al, that's sort of the other part of that question, because in Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, Iran, some of these uh, Muslim countries, uh, there are Christians, and and, uh, I don't know about Saudi Arabia, but in some of those countries they are actually trying to be missionaries. Uh, How dangerous is that? It's amazing uh, what God is doing, despite all the barriers that are put up by Muslim governments uh, and Muslim societies. And you're right, uh, there are actually hundreds of thousands of Muslims who are becoming followers of Christ. And uh, our story, Secret Believers, we we had to write it in an unnamed uh, middle, put it in an unnamed Middle East country and change names and places so that we could protect the people whose stories that were being, are, are being told. But uh, even in Saudi Arabia, uh, we know that uh, there are believers in there. They are very much underground. They're secret. Uh, they are coming to Christ through dreams and visions. They're coming to Christ through Internet uh, chat rooms. Um, and they're all over the Middle East. And in Iran, we know that there are many, many, many who are coming to faith in Christ. Afghanistan is another place where uh, God is moving. So we should be encouraged, and we should pray with the uh, church in these countries that uh, this harvest will grow and that more and more will learn about Christ. And that's really why we promote this World Watch List, is we want people to know that... uh, these places where persecution is taking place, religious freedom is needed so that the gospel can go forth. And that's what Al, how can people do. find that list? Uh, they can go to uh, opendoorsusa.org or to, uh, since you mentioned Secret Believers, uh, we have a website tied to that as well, secretbelievers.org, and I have a link uh, to the World Watch list from that site as well. Al, you know, I've uh, followed the work of Open Doors over the years, and certainly a very effective and wonderful organization. I don't think we have any idea how much is being done around the world. But it always amazes me how the persecuted church uh, has such an absolute love and enthusiasm for Christ, even under such dire circumstances. Can you explain that? I don't know if I can explain it, but I sure have experienced it. Uh, I think uh, when everything else in life is stripped away from you, and the only thing you have to hold on to is our is our Lord Jesus. We find out that He is absolutely faithful, and He's absolutely able to provide everything that we need. And I have found with brothers uh, 
that I've met in the most secret of circumstances, brothers who have suffered greatly for their faith, a joy that is so deep uh, that uh, in some respects I almost feel jealous. Uh, I want to feel that joy, but I don't want to have to go through the pain mm-hmm. that they go through. Mm-hmm. Now you're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Al Jensen. He is working with Open Doors International. He's written this book, Secret Believers, What Happens When Muslims Believe in Christ. Al, I'm thinking of the early church. I'm thinking of Peter. I'm looking here at Second Peter chapter 1. Peter says, I am in this tent, his body, to stir up you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent. Mm-hmm. Just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me, it's a very interesting statement. Paul is Peter is saying that the Lord revealed to him that he was going to die. I think to die a martyr's death. Of course, the apostle Paul had this same kind of premonition. He was beheaded. Paul wrote, "All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution." I'm thinking of John who was exiled on that island, he said they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Uh, my point is this. These these big three, Peter, Paul, and John in the New Testament, and, of course, many of the other disciples, this was just part of the package of believing in Jesus. They knew they were going to be persecuted. They knew they might be executed. Uh, is the American church really soft on this point. Uh, well, Jerry, there's no question about it. Uh, I mean, believers have told me in these different countries, I mean, they almost look at me like, you mean you don't have persecution? To them, persecution is as normal as the sun coming up every morning. It's just part of daily life. And yes, it hurts. I mean, they, they weep uh, when one of their brothers or sisters is killed. Um, we hurt with them. Uh, they suffer when they've been beaten. But they also know that joy of the Lord, and they know that uh, they have to pay a price if the Church of Christ is going to grow. And when I sit with them and ask, how can I pray for you, the thing that amazes me, I I was with three Afghan brothers uh, very recently who uh, are all in hiding, all uh, have to meet with us secretly, and their prayer requests were not for safety, not for healing of their wounds, not for any of the things that you and I would see share in our uh, prayer request time. They were asking for boldness to share their faith in Christ. They were asking for resources to help them uh, grow the church. They were asking for training for their leadership. Uh, These were the things that were on their heart. And man, it convicted me that uh, am I, are my prayers too small? I think that's one thing that persecution does. I wouldn't, I don't think we should ever ask for it, but uh, a lot of good could come out of uh, of some suffering, if and, and we need to learn what that's about in the U.S. Al Jansen, writer in residence for Open Doors International. Al, thank you for being with us. It's a pleasure, Jerry. Thank you very much. All right, folks, let's just pause right now. We don't do this often, and let's pray for these requests that Al has brought to our mind. And would you just join me in prayer? Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, knowing that... You have said that we should expect persecution. The servant is not greater than the master. And we know they persecuted the Lord Jesus. And we know they persecuted his disciples. And Lord, we know that that should really be the expectation of New Testament Christians. We thank you for the freedoms we enjoy in America. 
but we pray for the church around the world, especially in Iran and Saudi Arabia and in China and North Korea. We pray, Lord, that these believers would be strengthened and encouraged, and if they are martyred, Lord, that you would grow the church out of that testimony. Help us to be willing to support them. Help us to be willing to stand up here in the U.S. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, coming up, Concerned Women for America is ready to tell you about how to be involved on all these issues we've been talking about in this election cycle. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. In the rallies, I'm shaking hands, and suddenly somebody will whisper to me, Hey, Barack, I'm a Republican, but I support you. And I say, thank you. That's Barack Obama uh, campaigning in Maryland, and this is Penna Dexter. I'm going to finish out the show today, uh, Dr. Johnson. Uh, went on, uh, left the studio, and uh, I'm so glad to be with you this afternoon. You know, what if you don't get your presidential candidate? What if you get somebody you just cannot resonate with on the issues? We are focusing on presidential politics these days. But uh, you know where you can make a difference, really the most difference politically and on the issues that affect our families? It's not at the uh, national level. It's really not in Washington, D.C. It's in your community, in your state. And with me now... To talk about this is Anne Hedinger. She is State Director for Concerned Women for America, and uh, she's a frequent guest on the program. She's got a seminar, uh, seminar coming up this weekend where you can learn how to be effective at the grassroots level, no matter who ends up in the White House. Anne, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Penna, for having me. I appreciate it. We certainly uh, have to be involved politically, especially because the Texas primary has not taken place yet. It comes up March 4th, but there's a lot more that concerned Christian citizens can do to affect the culture, isn't there? That's right. That's what our seminar is all about. We're trying to help people to learn to use their time and their influence wisely in trying to shape their community values. All right. uh, This is being put on by Concerned Women for America. It's called the CATS Seminar, Citizen Activist Training Seminar. And I'm looking at some of the speakers, awesome speakers this weekend. Rick Scarborough from Vision America, also uh, our friend uh, Kelly Shackelford from Free Market Foundation. And Kyleen Wright is another frequent guest on the program for Texans for Life. So lots of issues. I mean, the abortion issue is always front and center for our listeners, Anne. So how can protecting life take place on the state level? It can. Uh, it is highly influenced by those that we elect. This is an election year, and we focused on the president. But, but Penna, there are 32 of our people who are going to be representing the Texas in the United States Congress. Those are going to be elected. 150 representatives in the Texas legislature, 15 state senators, and, and more than anything, three Texas Supreme Court civil. Uh, this is the civil court justices will be elected, and one of those positions is the chief justice. And three members of the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals will be, and seven out of our 15 State Board of Education members are going to be elected. There's so much more at stake um, in our state, just like you said, and all of those 
elected officials, we need to look at them in terms of how they view the sanctity of life, the sanctity of marriage, and all of those other things. It's, it's very much more important in some cases for our state representatives to represent our values than even it is in, in uh, the national. You know, I noticed uh, that since the partial birth abortion decision uh, that uh, really affirmed the partial birth abortion ban, a lot of people said, okay, the partial birth abortion ban doesn't really affect that many abortions. But what that decision did was it had such strong language that states across the nation have been passing a lot of pro-life legislation since that decision came down. Right. And, uh, you know, that's going to be the case in Texas. So you're going to have it at the seminar Stacy Emick from Texas Right to Life and also Kyleen, as we said, right. uh, and Joe Poyman from Texas Alliance right. for Life to talk about life and how people can get involved. Can you just give me a little hint about what uh, they're going to be right. saying? Well, actually, we tried to, to just take the whole public policy issue and how you, how you can begin to impact it, and we tried to just kind of... Uh, um, Apportion it out. They're going to talk. Rick's going to talk about what the scripture teaches about uh, citizen participation in government. We're going to talk about how the election process worked, how to get a resolution, and and of course our pro-life planks in the in the party platform are so important. And we're going to talk about how to get a resolution to the party platform, and then we're going to talk about the legislative process and how bills pass through the Congress at what and uh, our Texas legislature, and how you can impact them at various stages along there with the uh, committees. And, and Stacy's going to talk about the committees and how to go testify. And we're going to talk about how to interact with local school boards. You'd be amazed at how under attack the abstinence issue is in uh, state and uh, local school boards across our state. Really? And uh, Terry Leo is going to be talking about that and, and other issues that impact our uh, State Board of Education and our local school boards. So we're really going to try to tell pe- teach people from the very all of the uh, entities of the of the process of public policy how to to use their time and their influence wisely. And really, uh, you know, if you are concerned about a particular issue, you can take a little bit of your discretionary time and use it uh, to make a difference. It doesn't have to be uh, all-consuming. And that's what's so great about kind of uh, hooking up with these different pro-family organizations and learning what you can do. And if people want to come to the seminar, you can still sign up. It starts Friday night. And how can people sign up for the CATS seminar? Well, it's very late, but if they will call me, let me give you a phone number that they can call, 972-722-2776. That's the state office for Concerned Women for America. And if they will call me uh, oh, until Thursday uh, afternoon, I will register them. All right. The this is a special dispensation that Ann is making for Jerry Johnson Live listeners, listeners to uh, our program, because uh, we really think it's important for Christians of all people, Ann, uh, to be involved in these issues. And since we have a special responsibility, don't we? It is. You know, as I was listening to you earlier talking about the persecuted church in other countries, I don't think people have any understanding of how bad that is and how good we have it in America. And we have it good in America because we can participate in the political process. Uh, and you mentioned abstinence, and I want to get back to that because um, we've been fighting for many years about abstinence and education in Texas, and we actually have a pretty strong law here yes, about yes. teaching abstinence education. But you say this is under attack. Well, when they are, are uh, when they are selecting the textbooks, uh, there is always the um, the uh, 
chance that they will try to that others will try to select a textbook for health, for example, that will bring in uh, not abstinence. In a sense, comprehensive sex education. So abstinence is the best way, but uh, we don't expect all of you to behave. So uh, here's some other ways. That's their story. That, well, let's take care of it in case they can't behave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, then one more um, question, because I think a lot of people don't know that you can actually, in a sense, uh, when we have the primary on March 4th, uh, 4th, vote twice um, because you can make your your influence felt not only in just casting your ballot but also that night after the election tell us about that well if they'll stay after the after they cast the ballot after the polls are closed at seven o'clock if they'll stay for their precinct meeting they can take into the precinct meeting resolutions they can be pro-life they can take it whatever resolutions they want in there and they can vote for their uh, precinct chairman. They will select a precinct chairman that night. They will uh, vote on each one of these resolutions that will be then sent to the county uh, convention. And so they can vote twice. In fact, they'll probably vote more than that in that meeting because they will be voting on each one of the resolutions as it's proposed in that meeting. It's really a lot of fun. I've done this uh, almost every primary. I've gone to my precinct convention. You meet with your uh, like-minded neighbors. That's right. uh, you can bring a resolution, and at your seminar, the CAST seminar this weekend, you'll find out some specific resolutions right. that are suggested resolutions. These go on up the process. They go to a platform committee at the uh, county level and then at the state level, and then all of that can go end up going into the Republican or Democrat Party platform, whichever party you're in. So it's a great way to make a difference. And I don't think most people know about it, so I'm glad that you guys are going to be addressing that. Well, I think that most people would get involved if they just knew the process, if they were not intimidated by their lack of, of skill at it. And I hope that by the end of this seminar, they feel, they'll feel very confident and comfortable going into that meeting. Again, it's the Citizen Activist Training Seminar this weekend, February 15th, 16. Uh, it's going to be in Salado, Texas. It's presented by CWA, Concerned Women for America of Texas, Free Market Foundation, Texans for Life, several other organizations. And tell us again how people can get involved in this. If they will give me a call, 972-722-2776. They'll, if they can call me there, I'll get them enrolled. All right, uh, Ann Hedinger, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. I encourage you uh, to uh, sign up and go to this seminar. And, you know, uh, I got a little email blast from another talk show host, uh, some of you may listen to, Laura Ingram. And Laura said uh, that, you know, no matter who ends up in the White House, whether it's uh, President uh, Hillary Clinton, whether it's President Barack Obama, whether it's President Mike Huckabee or President John McCain, the challenges, she says, facing America are going to be huge. You know, beyond the war and the economy, which, of course, everybody's talking about, there'll be a lot of other issues, including climate change, which could be an expensive fix, immigration. Uh, we may have pushes for more for uh, gay marriage again. And uh, there's even uh, waiting in the wings this horrible uh, freedom of choice amendment, which would really wipe out all the uh, pro-life laws and the restrictions on abortion. So there's so much... Uh, at stake. And just because there's somebody in the White House doesn't mean we can't make a difference on these issues. In fact, she says, now is the time to rebuild and regroup and not whine, not complain, and not sulk. And uh, Anne Henniger of Concerned Women for America and these other pro-family leaders 
uh, really can give you a way uh, to be part of that, uh, to be part of the solution. Uh, we may have problems. We're always going to have problems in America. But uh, we can be the solution. We the citizens, we the Christians. And I think in a sense, we have the responsibility to be part of that. So Ann Henniger, thank you again for being with me today. And ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. Uh, we've got a couple of other pieces of news to give you here on Jerry Johnson Live. And uh, we'll also take your calls if you want to weigh in on uh, how you're feeling right now about this presidential race. What do you think? Do you think uh, Mike Huckabee ought to drop out and let John McCain have it? Uh, do you think Hillary Clinton is going to be the uh, loser? She looks like it right now, but uh, she could come back. She did in New Hampshire. If you want to weigh in, give us a call, 800-881-9270. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. The Berkeley City Council owes the men and women of the United States Marine Corps a profound uh, apology uh, for the insult they, uh, they have given to everyone who wears the uniform of the United States military. That's Senator John Cornyn of Texas, and he's pretty upset. In fact, a lot of people are looking out to California at uh, the city of Berkeley. Of course, UC Berkeley, they're a pretty liberal school, but still no excuse for what the city council there has done. They've really taken a strong stance against the U.S. Marine Corps recruiters, uh, calling them uninvited and unwelcome intruders. Now, that's prompted a backlash from state and national lawmakers, including uh, Senator Cornyn. Uh, he's, who says uh, that this uh, anti-recruitment stance there in Berkeley is a disgrace. Now, we are taking your calls. We've got people waiting. David and Rowlett, uh, stay with us. Uh, you'll be first. But uh, I wanted to tell you this story because Senator Cornyn says that Berkeley's city funding should be impacted by this action. We should make sure that not one red cent of federal tax dollars goes to support uh, Berkeley, particularly in any way that would indicate approval of this outrage. Uh, they basically said uh, it's illegal to have Marine recruiters in Berkeley. We'll see how long that lasts uh, with all this opposition. Even Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid uh, says that Berkeley is wrong to tell the Marines their recruiting office isn't welcome. I'm disappointed. The Marine Corps should be welcome any place in the United States. Well, we are taking your calls, and if you want to weigh in on this whole idea of banning the Marine recruiters from a city, any city, even Berkeley, you can give us a call, 800-881-9270. We're also talking presidential politics, and David in Rowlett is on line one. David, thanks for calling. 
You bet, Ben. Hey, I was just calling about, you know, as Christians, I think, in the in the primary process, and, and you've mentioned this before, we need to really vote our, our Christian conscious, uh, no matter what the polls are saying, no matter who's got the most delegates right now, uh, because in the end we've got to be uh, satisfied that, that we're doing the right thing and, you know, the what would Jesus do, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to continue to support Mike Huckabee. I think he's a man of integrity. He has you know, the values that uh, that I also uh, believe in. And uh, I'll continue to support him until, you know, the delegates are just gone for him. But I think it's interesting that even after McCain has been so, so-called so coronated, uh, Huckabee's winning several of the, the right. primaries in the last few nights. So, you know, anything can happen, and, and our God is a mighty God. And after the election is going to be over, he's still on his throne, and that's what that's what matters the most. Well, if you're a Republican, in my opinion, there's no reason not to vote your conscience or your values. There's really not even a strategic reason. I mean, some people would say to you, no, it's time to get behind uh, the front runner uh, so that the Republicans can meet the Dem- uh, beat the Democrats if that's uh, what you want to happen. Uh, but really, it's very early. It's not even halfway through February yet. And uh, so, you know, to have a wide open race on the Republican side or even a race that's still contested, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And so, you know, in in the state of Texas, who would have thunk that we could still be an influential state uh, at this point with so many primaries already having been held? But we may be. Let's go now to Fort Worth and talk to Joe. Joe, what do you think? Well, um, you know, I'm I'm coming from an interesting perspective in the fact that the uh, over the last two years, I've actually been in Washington, D.C. I worked for a congressman. Really? Um, Yes, I, I worked for a Texas congressman there. And part of my job was responding to uh, letters that we would receive from constituents. And one of the things that, you know, there's two points that I would really like to make, and then I'll hang up and listen to you guys. So I enjoy the show. Thank you. It's one, I appreciate shows like this, and I appreciate conferences like the CATS Conference, because it provides Christians with an, with an outlet and an avenue to become more educated. Uh, one of the things that we saw is that sometimes people would write us, and they wouldn't really necessarily be educated on the issue. And it, it hurt a lot of what they had to say uh, in our office. Um, it, so the educated so, writer of a letter uh, has more, in a sense, has a little bit more influence with the congressman. Yes, and it has an extreme amount of influence. When we would receive a letter that, that was educated and was well-researched and they understood the issue then it was something that we took very seriously. But if it was something that was a knee-jerk reaction or it was something that was full of hyperbole and things like that, we would, you know, it, it would become a laughing letter, basically. But the second thing that I wanted to write about, and I really feel that this is something that's important about this, this next uh, election, is that, you know, yes, we need to rally around our, our party, because trust me, a John McCain candidacy is going to be a lot, you know, better for Christians and for this country than, say, a Hillary Clinton or a Barack Obama. But, the, but ultimately, one of the things that we do need to look at as Christians is, are we voting our pocketbook, or are we voting our convictions? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we really need to look into as well. Okay, right. Joe, that's a good, a good word. And sometimes they are the same. Sometimes you can get all of that in the same candidate. And a lot of people thought Ronald Reagan was that type of a candidate, for instance. Uh, a lot of people thought George Bush was, too. But uh, people in this race on the Republican side have been having a hard time finding a candidate that they have felt could combine uh, the pocketbook issues and the social issues. 
Uh, but it's coming down now to a, a smaller field, and uh, so you really have to kind of look at your issues and prioritize. And, you know, for me, life and family issues are number one. Uh, but that was a good word, Joe. Let me take a quick call from Martha in Rome, Texas. Martha, real quick. Hi, Penna. I just love your program. Thank, Thank you. guys so much. Just want to say I agree with all the people who are talking about Huckabee. I think we need to get on the phone and call everybody we know all over the state of Texas and encourage everybody to get out and vote for him. Also, uh, the states where there are still primaries, um, there's still a lot we can do, and just certainly not to give up at all, and just to, he's a wonderful man. I, I just, um, I have such a, I don't know, every time I hear him, I just think, you know, that's somebody like me. I'd like, we can take back the country. <laughs> a real Huckabee fan. Martha, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it. Okay, uh, well, we'll continue to follow this. Of course, today is the Potomac primary, and uh, we can give you some results and what we think they mean tomorrow. Also, Dr. E. David Cook will be joining us in studio. Uh, he is a professor at Oxford and Wheaton, and also uh, uh, he really is a, um, a partial professor here at the Criswell College because he takes the distinguished scholars who go over to Oxford in the summer and uh, has a wonderful program for them. He is an expert in bioethics. He is an expert in the health care issue. He's really an expert in all things British, and he can compare uh, the direction we're going to the direction they have already gone over there. And so it's going to be very interesting uh, to have him in the studio tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. Ladies and gentlemen, I just kind of want to combine these two issues of the idea that we may not get everything we want as believers in a president or in our elected officials, and also the idea that there is a persecuted church uh, in the world, and that believers are being persecuted around the world, actually to a greater degree than they even were uh, in the first century. And, uh, you know, really, uh, in in the book of John, Jesus said that these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace, and we can have that peace, that peace of Jesus Christ. He says, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I think uh, as we look at all these political issues, of course, they are very important. But the most important thing is to know whether you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Join us tomorrow. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.